coming fresh off a 59 at the Farview 50th anniversary six-man <laughs> scramble. We were tied for five with our group. We were one stroke from the prize. Uh, we definitely left a couple strokes out there, uh, but we we battled the monsoon for a while. There was some tough weather out there. I, tough weather. I, 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 I couldn't hit an iron. I, I felt like every time I swung, the club was just going to go. The grip, the grips were not holding up well, and the, the gloves were getting wet. It, it was a tough day yesterday, but we wanted to shoot in the 50s, and we did. I think like everybody said, I have not played in that much rain. Just consistent it, rain. It, yeah, I want to say from what, probably hole 3, hole 4 to yep. 13. Uh, actually, I think it was 12. And then on 13 was an actual monsoon, and then 14. It, it stopped a little bit yeah. on 12 yeah. for a little bit, we were saying. Then on 13, we got to the tee box, and it just started coming oh, down it again. Was, but. It was brutal. But, yeah, 11, 11 birdies, one eagle. So we'll take that. Yeah, you know, for, for the weather, for how the weather was, I was pretty happy. Well, it, was our, it was our first time playing in it. Yep. Uh, the, yep. the, winner, the winning group shot a 57. Then there was three groups who shot a 58. So we just missed uh, – you know, winning some prize back, but I was happy with how we played considering the circumstances. I'm surprised somebody did go out and shoot a 57. Our but short game was really good. Um, drivers, not so much. We just didn't play the par threes very well. Yesterday right. we left some holes there. Uh, I right. believe on eight we missed about a, probably a seven-foot putt, all six of us for birdie, and then we, I think about three or four of us, narrowly chipped in on 14. 14, 14 yeah, and we had one hit the stick. We had one roll left lip and lip and out and when one we had one roll, roll right and lift out yeah, so it was, it was a fun time but we definitely left some stuff out there um one thing i do want to ask before we get into the day just a preview today we're going to do our, our baseball and golf updates like we have been we're we're going to talk some packers today some nfl we haven't talked nfl yet and that's coming up right around the corner and then we're going to make some college football picks um one non-sports thing i do want to ask you uh do you have a movie whenever it is on the tv that you have to watch I've ran into, I have about three of them, and I ran into two this week. First, I think on, it was like Thursday night, I ran into Tommy Boy, okay. Chris Farley, David Spade. I have to watch it every time. It's, it's sure. a good movie. Sure. Uh, and then last night when I got home, and even today, I watched it both times, Independence Day, with, uh, with Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> oh, God, it's such a good movie. It's so good. I just, I, every time it's on, I have to watch it. There are, there are two that I can think off the top of my head. Um, one, I like to watch every August. Uh, so that's coming up for football to remember the Titans. Yep. And then uh, a few good men. Have no idea why. I've never seen that movie. It's uh, yeah, it's a lawyer, uh, uh, lawyer drama movie with Tom Cruise uh, and Demi Moore. But yeah, it's I, I love that movie. So anytime that one's on. Yeah, we, well, I definitely watch it. And my third one, I watched it a couple weeks ago, and you, you like this movie as well, is Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, just just yep. a great. It, it, it is a long movie, but it is so it, worth it. Every I think time. in that one, there's like one scene that I can't stand in that movie. Um, so I try. And is it like, when he's crawling through the tunnel? No, no, no. Okay. It's it's when uh, it's. Are we giving spoiler alerts on this? <laughs> if you ever watched Shawshank <laughs> yeah. Redemption, yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I mean, that movie's old. Um, when when they uh, when Johnny um, when Johnny gets killed, I, I don't I don't like that part. The the guy who um, uh, Tim Robbins' character who based Andy Dufresne when they find out that somebody else truly killed his wife. 
and they they take he's the young guy that he teaches through school. Isn't his name Johnny? You know his name's not Johnny, right? It's not Johnny. It's, it's Tommy. Tommy, Tommy, oh, Tommy yep, with, with the with the big old sideburns. Yeah, yeah, with the big yep, yep. yep Tommy, yep. you're right, you're right, Tommy. Uh, when he when he gets killed, I I'm not a huge fan of that part. So if I if I turn it on in that spot, I don't I don't like that. I, I just say there's just so many different parts throughout that movie. There that are just good. There but, are. Yeah, yeah I just had to movie. ask that because like I said, I ran into two of them this mm-hmm. week and a couple weeks ago. I ran into Shawshank. I'm just like, man, it's like every time this movie's on, I, I I've literally watched them all. Hundreds yeah. of times, but just, I have to yeah, watch it. It is, it is a good movie. All right, so uh, right before we get into baseball, real quick, I just do just want to talk about the U.S. Open for tennis is starting this week. Uh, it's the last Grand Slam event uh, on the tennis circuit. Uh, it's the home U.S. one. The the top American men that are in are Taylor Fritz, who's seated ten, and uh, Francis Tiafoe is seated at twenty two. Uh, another guy who would have been seated higher for the Americans, Riley Opeka. He uh, he had to withdraw due to injury. So is Isner in it? He is. Isner's not seated. Oh, well, uh, he's going to be a tough out. Yeah. Um, Fritz just said he's coming off of quarters at Wimbledon. He uh, he won the Indian Wells tournament this year, so okay. he's he's playing well and it's hard court, right? Yep. And uh, Tiafo, he just he rides the crowd's energy. He's just got to get better at closing. Um, but just you know, he's another seated guy. And then like like you mentioned, John Isner, he's thirty-seven years old. Yeah. Um, but he's been around for a long time. He's going to have a lot of support there. Is that Sebastian Corda is he is he in it? No. That that's uh, that's Nelly and uh, Jessica Corder's brother. Okay. Um, he's he's a, a top, one of the top Americans who's who's um, I think he's battling injuries uh, a bit. Um, I, I like I like following um, him. It it does look like he is in. Uh, he plays uh, tomorrow morning at ten a.m. Monday. Okay. Uh, he is he's twenty two year old. Yeah, he's young. Yep. He's current. Uh, he has a Kai ranking of thirty. This year, so just another good guy, just not seated. So you know how we talked about. I think it was episode one. How I like the athletes whose parents were athletes. Yeah. His dad was a uh, professional tennis player. His name's Peter Corda, um, and then his two sisters are in the LPGA. Jessica and Nelly. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so just some other guys that are um, just some other things. No Novak. He he's not vaccinated, so uh, U.S. Open's not letting him play. Um, really? Yep. Daniel Medvedev, he's Russian. He was mm-hmm. not allowed into Wimbledon because of the stuff going on in Russia. He's a defending champ. He is playing. He's the top okay. seed. Okay. Uh, Rafael Nadal's number two. He's going to be a tough out. Yep. Uh, then just another one to note, Nick Kyrgios. He's the yes. 23 seed, yep. uh, the Australian. He's nuts, but he's yep. playing really well. Got yep. to the Wimbledon final. and um, Yeah, he, he, he's an interesting watch because he's either yelling at the umpire his uh, – his box for not cheering for him, or he's yelling at himself. So, just an interesting <laughs> is, watch. Is uh, is Federer in it? Federer's not in it. No, no. Is he no. still injured? He's, he's still injured. Still fighting. Injured. Um, gotcha. and I'm sh- I'm sure you know this, Michael. When when was the last time an American won a Grand Slam? American. And, and won who was it? Yep, an American man. Slam? An American man. Oi. I know you know who it was. I know Andy Roddick won. I want to say he won a U.S. Open. I say he lost in a Wimbledon to Federer. Yep. Yeah, that was. He a got great to match. a couple finals. Uh, the, the last American man to so win like, a Grand Slam title was Andy Roddick, 2003 oh. U.S. Open. Oh my 2003. Gosh. So it's been a almost 20, 20 years. years. Um, the the top women American seeds is uh, Jessica Pagula. She's eight. Uh, Coco Goff is 12, and Madison Keys is 20. <laughs> You're giving me ages. She's eight. No, she's seed. seeded. Holy seed. smokes. Um, there's also an American seed at 19, which is not known as well as Madison Keys. Um, okay. 
Iga Swiatek is the number one seed. Uh, she was the one who was on the long run before yeah. she got upset at yep. Wimbledon. Yeah. Um, and then the other the other thing that I'll, this is likely Serena Williams' last tournament. Uh, yes, she announced, that's and right. Serena might that's be right. the greatest female athlete of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. what she, what she was doing before she kind of aged and started a family was was incredible. So it's her last tournament. Um, do you know the last time a woman American won a Grand Slam? You might be. I was actually surprised by this. You might be surprised at this that's been uh, this long. I, I would say probably five years. Twenty seventeen U.S. Open. Do you know who it is? Do you want to take a guess? I do not know. Uh, Salone Stevens defeated Madison Keys in the twenty seventeen U.S. Open final. Okay. Uh, Salone Stevens is still in it. She's not as good as she once was, um, but she's she's in the U.S. Open. Sure. She's not seated. Uh, sure. But yeah, just. It, you know, it's fun to follow the Americans. It's it's the U.S. Open. And I, I what I love about the watching the U.S. Open is you know the Australian, the French, Wimbledon. It's all at, at different times of the day. What yep. I love about the U.S. Open is there is usually matches starting at like nine ten o'clock. You can it's, it's fall like asleep golf. to you it. Can watch it yeah, all day. you can fall asleep to it, and then you know sometimes those matches are going till one o'clock in the morning. I I, I do. I do like the the night aspect of the U.S. Open, and then the the men's final is always that's that's Sun- that's the that's the Sunday yes. of the of NFL season when yep. it starts. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 in tennis, it doesn't get as much promotion in the U.S. as it once did because the, sure. the men haven't been good for so long. Well, I, Even the women clearly aren't haven't had been as tennis, great as I, late. But it's just it's a different sport. But I do enjoy watching it. I, and I think the boom in golf is what changed yeah. tennis. Yeah, it's kind of switched where tennis mm-hmm. used to be bigger than golf, and now yep. golf's definitely bigger than tennis. I agree. Um, I like Taylor Fritz. Uh, you know, watching him at, at Wimbledon, he had a chance to win the, beat Nadal at Wimbledon. He went to five sets and just couldn't win the tiebreaker. But I mean, he, he's a young guy, and he, he's going to have a chance to you know be good for a long time. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there that the u.s open starts this week it's fun to watch um like i said it's gonna be serena's last tournament venus is in it as well but uh it's it's serena's last tournament um moving on to baseball here we'll we'll talk the brewers real quick the brewers are four and six in their last 10 uh going into the day they were six games back of the cardinals two and a half out of the wild card um the only really note i have on the brewers right now is that they are just limping along to the finish line yeah uh, that's that's a good way to put it um you know, uh, got got one out of three against the Dodgers. Um, you know, the, 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 the two losses the two, were not close. I was gonna say, Position they, players pitched in both games. Yeah, the, the two the two games that they lost were not competitive what whatsoever. Um, and then, and they're just, well, the game they won wasn't was competitive until the ninth well, inning. The Brewers took it over in the ninth. Well, right, but I'm saying they yep. you know was a four it, nothing or yeah. something like that and. When you hold the Dodgers to no runs in a game, they're gonna come out and probably score ten runs in the next two games, and that's what they, <laughs> they did. did. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The the one news about the Brewers that is kind of exciting yesterday: Garrett Mitchell, the the twenty twenty first round pick out of UCLA. UCLA, UCLA was uh, he was called up yesterday. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Davis got moved to center field. I think Garrett Mitchell's a better player than Jonathan Davis. Um, but the, the Brewers are very, very wealthy in, in terms of prospects in the outfield. So Garrett Mitchell was the first one called up. Uh, he, at the start of the year, in, in, he started the year in AA. He was struggling for a while. Uh, he got hurt. But since he came back, since July 13th in double and AAA, he's hit 364. 
Yeah. Um, this is a guy that, that you and I have talked about that the Brewers don't have. And right. it, it's just going to be exciting. And I think with the more guys coming up, you're going to see it. He, he's a guy who he has, he has some power. But sure. he, his focus is put the ball in play and run. I, I think on the, the, the 2080 scale, he was ranked a 70, which is elite speed. Yeah. Um, he, he's a guy that the Brewers don't have. He's a great athlete, good defender, and just a contact first hitter. That's something the Brewers haven't had in a long time. It puts pressure a long on the time. defense. Well, and the other thing I was thinking about, when was the last time the Brewers had a prospect, a homegrown prospect, hitter, come up? That, that was supposed to be the guy. The, the guy, yeah, it's, it's Braun. Well, the, the last one was Keston here. Oh, Keston here, right, right. You're right. Who you're right. I don't who think hasn't the, really. Well, I don't think the Brewers like him. You know, yeah, he, he he's had good splits the say last he hasn't month. Really been given the chances. Um, you know, in the in the last month, he's hit two ninety two, eight home runs. He has an OPS of almost a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so it, he's played well. I think the Brewers are coming around to him more. He's not striking out as much. He's made some adjustments to his uh, swing. But but Garrett Mitchell, I think, is somebody to be excited about. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with him because you got Sal Freelich coming up right behind him, who's just as Can good, who's the, the, who the 2021 pick. I, I, one of them will, I think, eventually. But the thing that's going to be interesting is McCutcheon's not going to be back next year, more than likely. They're probably going to move Taylor for Mitchell or Freelich. And Renifro should be back next year unless they move him. And then, obviously, you're not going to get rid of Yelich. So yeah. I think it's going to be, you know, they might tag team it next year, Freelich, yeah. Freelich and Mitchell, but Freelich is a better hitter than Mitchell is. The difficulty is, is when you're bringing up one of those guys, you don't want him to be that that bench player Correct. who's getting maybe, you know, five at-bats a week. You need yep. to get major league at-bats um, to to kind of, you know, keep progressing. And, you know, a lot of people say the big change is, you know, later in the year when, when okay, so you're doing what, you know, what, whatever pitch is coming and you're doing what you're doing, well, then the pitchers start to find your cold zones and your – um, cold figure, spots, figure yeah, they out. start yep. figuring out, and then how do you adjust to that? That's that's big. Well, I think one thing that could be helpful for the Brewers that if you, you do split time with Freelick and Mitchell next year is that they're not getting worn down as much in, in the dog days. You know, they're still yeah. a little fresh, but the, the thing I like about Freelick and Mitchell are very similar players, but right. they play hard, they're going to yes. steal bases, and then the other guy that we have, we didn't mention is the the player from the Padres shirt, Estroy Ruiz. He's stole 60 bases in the minors this year. He's going to be a big part of them as well, and he's going to be a corner outfielder. He's not going to be a center fielder. That was one of the reasons they said Mitchell came up instead of Ruiz is because Mitchell is more of a center fielder. Sure. Um, but this Brewers, the, the MLB Brewers team, I don't know. They're not in a great spot, I don't think, but I think organizational-wise we're in a pretty decent spot with yeah. people coming up. Right. Um, you know, when we went for it in 2018, 2019, we kind of let the farm system Sold go. It. Yeah, now yeah. we've kind of brought yeah. that wealth back in. And my thing is, I is mean, that and it's you didn't, taken two, three years you to didn't do trade that. these guys at the trade deadline because you liked them all. You need to get them at bats now. Correct. You have to because you didn't want to move them. So, okay, now they have to be a Milwaukee Brewer. That is, that is the, you know, the Brewers are in kind of a tough spot right now due to a fan base where sometimes it's better to be five games under 500. And then in September, you get to see these prospects and get them a little bit more time. If you're in the spot where they are right now, where they still are technically in contention for the playoffs, which they definitely are. I mean, what are they, two and a half out of the wild card? That you can't, you can't just turn the keys to them and then tell your fan base you're trying to win. 
it's the, you're you're in a tough spot. It, it is something they've been successful with before in 2019 when they called up Grisham and he played so well down the mm-hmm. stretch. Um, so it, it can be done, and, right. and they've proven it. Um, you know, the thing is when you bring up a guy like Garrett Mitchell too, there. We, we've talked about since trade deadline that the lack of excitement this Brewer team has. This is going to bring some excitement because he is such a different player than what they have. And that's, you know, that is definitely what they need. They're, they're just, like you said, they're just lacking just something right now. Everybody is pressing. Everybody is is so nervous when they're up there. Yep. It's just, they got to get some So just bring up a free, kid who well, doesn't know any different, right? Well, just, just yeah, go up there and I mean, play. he could be going up there going... Gosh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, nervous, but um, he, he looked fine today. He has. I mean, his first at bat, he dang near put it on the warning track, and the second bat as his first career hit as a Brewer, and it's a two RBI single, and gets the second base off an error. I mean, the kid can fly. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think it'll be exciting. But I, if you're gonna have him up here, you gotta give him at bats because their Triple A team is like 30 games over 500, so they're going to the playoffs. So if you're not getting hit bats up here, get them down there. Yeah. So he can play in some high-pressure situations right. down in AAA. But, right. um, yeah, I, if the Brewers are going to make a run, it's got to be here. I believe, like, the next 14 games they have are against teams that are under 500. Uh, after they conclude the series with the Cubs today, they open up Which is up crazy, the... and we just talked about, I know, on the last pod, is that, you know, they have not played well against those. Hey, they're um, going to have to. But they, they open up with the Pirates starting tomorrow. Um, I don't know if it's a three or four game set, but the next 14, 15 games are in teams that are 500. So yep. you, you got to win games. Yep. Um, real quick, a Mets update. Uh, those are the one of the teams that we're following. The Mets are 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're in a three-game winning streak. Uh, they have a three-game lead on the Braves, and like we talked about in the last podcast, uh, whether they win the division or not doesn't really matter. If they're getting in the playoffs, they'll be the number one wild card. But uh, I, I think that they're going to win the division. Um, you know, somebody who's really helped them recently is Mark Canna. He, he's a he's an outfielder that they got from the A's after last year. He's raking right now, being a good a, a good addition in the uh, in the batter's box for them. Uh, but yeah, I, like I've been high on the Mets just because of their pitching, but they're still hitting well. Francisco Lindor is in a little bit of a slump, but Pete Alonso's doing Pete Alonso. And when you have guys who necessarily aren't there to hit 300 for long periods of time, a guy like Mark Canna who's doing it for the last 10, 15 games, that's that's big and that's going to help you down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you, you know, the, like you said, they they are in the playoffs. They, there is no concern, um, you know, about them about them making it. They're probably going to be starting talking about the the number that they need to meet, which is probably double digits, but yep. it's going down every day. Um, so yeah, they're they're obviously a good team. They're going to be um, a tough out in the playoffs. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely see where they where they end up. I mean, right now they're in a pretty tight race with the with the Braves, and those are going to be some exciting matchups. Those are, I think, those are two of the better teams. Yeah, two of the top three teams in the NL. I mean, I think it's Dodgers, Mets, Braves, and you could switch the Mets and Braves. Right. Um, but the Cardinals aren't far behind. The Cardinals are red hot as well. So yeah, yeah. It, it, the NL is going to there's going to be some good playoff be baseball from the NL definitely. Yeah, so what do we got with the Blue Jays? How are they? What are they up to? Blue Jays uh, started the week off with a sweep against the Red Sox, and now they're playing the Angels. The, the struggling Red Sox. The, right? Yes, yes, uh, they are. They are struggling. They're still struggling. Right. Uh, Mr. Footits, they are. They are <laughs> struggling. Um, sorry, sorry to tell you, but they are struggling. And then um, 
Yeah, then they lost 12 nothing to the Angels, 2 nothing to the Angels, and they are currently down 8-2 to two to the Angels. That's, that's, so, not, so a, that's not a series you want to lose. No, how, no. Are they, how are they in the playoff picture? Playoff picture, they're still, um, they're still in the wild card. Um, still your two seed in the wild card. They are um, half a game behind the Rays. Yep. Um, and game and a half above the Orioles. It looked, Orioles yes. Looks like, yep. Yeah, game and a half above the Orioles. So the Mariners and Blue Jays right now are technically tied. Um, Mariners have two more games played, one more win, one more loss. And, and speaking of the Mariners, uh, something I do want to note, Julio Rodriguez is the, is the latest young star to get a massive contract extension. Um, the Mariners are a fun, another fun team, I think. They haven't been to the playoffs since 2001. It's, it's the longest playoff drought in, in the MLB. There's, um, there's always that team in the West that just kind of creeps up. Yep. And usually it's the usually it's the A's, and um, and this year it's clearly the well. And, and Mariners. the Mariners were good last year too. They got eliminated, I think, within the last two days. But the thing that's fun about the Mariners that fan base is they are ready. Right, yeah. Like they they were yeah. if you if you watched some of the games last year down the stretch they were they were rocking down in uh, up in Seattle. But the Mariners have a decent team. They have a really good pitching staff and Robbie Ray. They traded for Luis Castillo. Um, Marco Gonzalez is a good pitcher, and then. Julio Rodriguez is going to win Rookie of the Year. They have Jesse Winker from the Reds, yep. uh, Eugenio Suarez, who's a good player. But I, I do like I do like their manager service as well. I, I, I would love to see the Mariners get in. I, I think they're an exciting team, and yep. I think that a, a playoff game in Seattle would be really, really, really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we talked about it last week. These these teams taking a gamble on these younger stars, and Julio Rodriguez is the latest to get one. I believe it was like 14, 14 years, four hundred million. It could turn out to be. 210 was guaranteed, and then it's all incentives. Um, but I, there isn't like an opt-out after eight years, but Julio Rodriguez is going to be a Mariner for a long time. And, I mean, they basically just said you're the face of our franchise. Is there a, is there a brewer that in the next, let's say, three, four years at a very young age that you could see them with that type of contract paying anybody? That type of money? Yeah. No. No. Jackson Cheerio would be the closest guy sure. if, if he keeps his ascension sure. up. I mean, sure. he's rated in the top. The lowest I've seen him rated is like 13. I don't the latest prospect rankings. I've seen him as high as two. So it just depends what he does. He homered again today for the T-Rats in his first game back. Um, but he's still got it. He's still got to send in. And he's he's only play. 18 too. Right. So, I mean, right. he could come back next year and have a horrible year. I hope it doesn't happen. I mean, this is supposed to be the, you know, this is supposed to be our best guy in a long time, probably since Ryan Braun came up. Yep. Our best pure hitter, but uh, yeah, with the way the Brewers are with spending and Yelich already getting thirty million a year, I think it's going to be hard for them to do that. I think if you know Cheerio would come up in a couple years and play well, I think he would more get a seven-year, seventy million right away. Kind of, yeah. kind of what Cabrian what Hayes got, what with they've the done with their pitching. Yep, but it would just be more because hit- hitters get paid more. Sure. Yep. Well, it's an everyday. Yep. You know, an everyday player, you're getting them one hundred and fifty games, one hundred forty-five, hundred fifty games, rather than. 30 games. Yep. Um, just rounding out the MLB playoff picture, uh, the Yankees look like they've rebounded uh, you know, from their skid. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. They're going to make the playoffs, no problem. Uh, the AL Central is a little interesting. Uh, the, the Guardians have overtaken the Twins in the last couple weeks. The Twins hadn't been playing very well. Um, Guardians, Indians, whatever you want to call them, it's still weird to me. But, uh, <laughs> it is. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland's been a been – a, I think Francona's still the manager there. Yes. Uh, I'm sorry, but I'm trusting him over Rocco Baldelli down the line. I mean, yeah. he's been there, done that. Right. Um, I think the Twins have a better ceiling. Sure. But I think just 
with a manager like Francona, he knows how to handle this. And I mean, the Guardians have Jose Ramirez, who's been a star for a long time. They they have some guys that are nice players, and then they have a good pitching staff. Um, the Astros just dominating. Uh, they actually have the best record in the AL now since the Yankees were were down. But uh, looks like they will get in. And like we just talked about, the Mariners. Um, the Twins are in the playoff race, just in the wild card right now. But I think if they're going to get in, it's got to be the division. Uh, looking at the National League, just talked about the Mets and Braves. They are clearly in. The Phillies are currently in with a uh, with a wild card. Uh, the Cardinals are leading. They're seven and three in their last ten. They're just playing really good baseball. Um, and then the Dodgers are up there. Obviously, uh, they have eighty eight wins, the most in baseball. And then the Padres are still leading the wild card. They're five and five in the last ten. Uh, they did take Hader out of some save situations. I think they're getting kind of antsy with him. Uh, so thank you, Josh, for keeping the Brewers. The, the trade that just keeps getting more interesting every day. He, uh, you, you, could, you could contend that he's still a Brewer. He's doing everything he can. But uh, with that, wrap up our baseball talk. We will uh, we'll move on to some golf. take a look at the tour championship uh right now uh or i should just say the the fedex cup playoffs so a little recap from uh last week uh patrick cantlay uh ended up winning um so he he moved i believe to number two in the in the standings in the fedex cup standings uh chef uh scheffler was number one um, and then remember this, uh, tour championship at East Lake is where, um, Scheffler got to start off at 10 under, uh, next was Cantley at eight under, then we had seven, six, all the way down to even for the top 30 golfers, um, in the season. Um, currently, uh, you know, to, at the end of the first round, Scheffler had a five-shot lead, I believe. Um, then it did it go down to I think it was three. Yeah, three. It was three going into um, going into Saturday. Um, got tight. Uh, it, it got tight, and then um, Scheffler started off with a six-shot lead um, starting Sunday. He's come back a little bit. Rory's come out and. Made a little bit of a run, so currently um, they are both tied at 21 under right now. So through, it's, through 13 holes. Yes, yep, through 13. So um, it, it's going to be an exciting finish and got a little more interesting real quick. Yeah, they're playing for 18 million dollars. 18 million. So suck on that, live. Yeah, uh, Patrick Cantlay was the first ever player to defend the title in the FedEx Cup history. He won the BMW last year, uh, so it's kind of weird to defend a title at the different course. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, um, yeah, this Tour Championship is really going to turn out interesting. They're showing a graphic on the TV right now, just how how things have changed. Scheffler's two over today. I think he came in the fourth round, twenty three yep. under. Yep. Um, but he's he's weathered it a little bit. He's played a lot better down the stretch here. But um, I'm cheering for Rory. Like, Rory's my favorite golfer. I like Scotty, but I. Do like Rory more? Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a definitely a two-man race, right? Yeah, Sanjay M's at eighteen under. He's three shots off through fourteen. I think he just doubled. Um, 
I, I know he bogeyed for sure, but um, yeah. our our guy Max Holma creeped up there. He's uh he's currently tied for fifth, so good for Max. Um, my DK picks for the week uh is a little different because the guys were the guys were set at certain scores. Uh, my cheapest of the week was Aaron Wise at fifty four hundred. Aaron Wise has played really well this week. Uh, he ended up getting to minus twelve, and I think he started at even. Yeah. Uh, so he started as low as you could go. Oh, and just an update: Will Zalatoris did not compete this week because of the back injury. Yeah, he had some right. herniated discs. So there was only 29, 29 players. players. I thought that was weird. I thought they would give somebody in, you know, the, thir- the guy who finished 31 and move everybody up a spot. But, no, not. they nope. did not. They played with 29 and sent the guy out by himself yep. all uh, four rounds. And it, and it was Aaron Wise, the, the first, first round. Day. And yeah, he shot, day, five, shot under. 500 on the first day, three under, four under, then he shot even today. But, I mean, for 5,400, yeah. th- that's all you can ask for. Go out there and make some birdies, and he sure did. Now, with the DK, the difficulty is is you're starting that round with their place. So if you picked Scotty Scheffler, you were starting out with 30, 20, point, yeah. 30 yeah, points, 30 right points right, off, right, the, right, right off the bat. So when you're, when you're you know, putting money into those, uh, those small, pl- uh, you know, the lower tier players, um, you know, they're not getting any, any bonus points right off the bat, or I should say not as much yep. as, and, but, as the top guys I, are. I'm really happy with Aaron Wise. He worked his way up. Uh, the next guy I took it, again, was a really bargain, was 5,700. was just Brian Harmon. We've talked about him a couple times. It's just like he, he doesn't do anything fantastic, but he just does, you know, he does a good job. Got a lot of birdies this week. He's currently tied for 20th, so nothing great, but his worst round was even. Mm-hmm. Um, then I went with uh, I went with Sepp Straka. He'd just been playing so well recently. Uh, he two under, two under, six under. He's one under through seventeen in round four. He's up to seventh place. So played really well this week. Then I went with our guy Max Homa. Uh, this was his first. Did he? I don't think he played in the FedEx last year. I don't believe so. Yeah. So this was his first time. But I, Max Homa was just a fun guy to follow. And for seventy five hundred, I think the upside in that was big. Um, because I saved a good amount with the first four, I ended up getting Rory and Cantlay out of it. Uh, and they've, I mean, Cantlay's tied for fifth. Rory's tied for first right now. He did not have a very good chip right there on the 14th. Uh, so put himself in a little bit of trouble. But in, in Rory, we'll, we'll touch on this. Rory's start to this tournament was, was interesting, Michael, if you want to talk about that. You know, let yeah, let's take a look at his round on, on Thursday. Um, so he tees off on number one. Now Rory with his driver, which is his best club, usually likes to hit a draw off the tee. Um, so Rory does that, um, hooks one out of bounds. Um, and so basically when he, when he does this, he ends up making triple bogey on, on day one. So I just want to, so his round, he made four pars. Four pars. Seven holes to get to the first one. Yeah. So he goes triple, bogey, birdie, bogey, birdie, eagle, par, birdie, bogey, par, par, birdie, bogey, birdie, 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 par, birdie. It's a hell of a scorecard. So he shot three under with eight birdies and an eagle. That's like me, but the birdies and the eagles are usually double bogeys. (laughs) So it was a it was a very difficult start. Now he's actually done this before, where he has started the first hole off with a triple bogey and come back come back and won. So um, you know this this isn't 
this isn't, uh, you know, uh, something that he's never done before, but yeah, it was a, it was a difficult start. Now at that time when he started, the rain was coming down pretty hard and we can attest to that is, uh, that is difficult. Slippery grips. Yeah, that is, that is very difficult, but, um, I think Rory's pretty much done, been there, done everything in golf other than win a green jacket. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, right now I'm, I'm making 75 cents in DraftKings, so it looks like I should place either way. Um, like I said, I only played for a quarter, so out of like 20,000 people, I'm in 1,200. I, I can't complain about that. Right, right. Uh, for DK, for myself, I did also, um, I did have Aaron Wise on the roster, uh, 5,400. I, I did pick uh, JT Poston, who also shot five under. Um, I went Victor Hovland. Um, he's been I, really I up and say, down. He's been really up and down this week. Um, yeah, yeah. P- Poston actually shot five under, and they went one under, four under, one under. So shot complain. eleven. Um, Victor Hovland. Um, I I chose him eighty five hundred. I chose him. He's actually already won at East Lake uh, back in college at the East Lake Cup, uh, probably three four years ago now. So um, definitely had, knows the track. Um, so obviously a, a, uh, a pick that, you know, I was okay with started out great, ended up making some bogeys on the back nine, his front nine to back nine. I don't have the stats, but he's been so much better on the front nine than he was the back nine, but he ended up shooting one over then two under three under five under, um, and Rory just bogeyed 14. So Scheffler has a one shot lead through 14 now. Yeah, and M is two back at, at 19. Yeah, Scheffler, Scheffler uh, he missed a long birdie putt tap and par, but he's at 21 under while Rory's still at 20. Uh, I did, at 9,000, I took Cam Young. Uh, shot three under, three under, even one under. Um, I went with JT at 9,400, which is a pretty darn good price for a golfer like that who's got so much success. Um he went three under, two under, seven under, even today, so he's not doing as much. And then Schauffele, who is um, also very good at this track, and he shot uh, four under, seven under, and then shot even, round three, even so far today. So um, definitely, I feel like Schauffele is the one that's leaving the most out on the course right now. That, you know, he's just, he's there, but he's not... not yeah, he didn't play. The, he didn't play the weekend very well. No, he is not. Um, right now, I am. I put in five. I'm winning eight. Um, I'm in fifteen. I'm sorry, eleven thousand out of. Uh, I believe there's ninety five thousand in this. So making money. Um, I will say at one point, another Thursday for me. At one point, I was in sixty fifth out of ninety five thousand, making a hundred bucks. Um, but now we're back down. As we've talked before, you can't get your can't, rocks yeah, off on yeah. Thursday, <laughs> Thursday for, for a golf tournament. Cause yeah, it, it, I'm sorry, but it don't mean shit. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you'd rather be getting that run on Sunday than Thursday. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll keep we'll keep paying attention here to what's going on in the Tour Championship as we as we go through this podcast. Uh, but just a couple more things here. Uh, the PGA came out this week uh, after. Rory and Rory and Tiger announced they're going to start a new kind of interactive league with fans. Uh, the PGA came out uh, with some changes. Uh, they met with players last week um, to kind of combat what's going on with Live, um, and you know they they they've taken what the players have asked and they've listened, uh, putting out that there's going to be some higher stake tournaments. 
Uh, the PGA has committed up to $100 million in additional purse already for next year. Uh, then they're also going to do kind of sort of a top top player system. I don't know if they'll choose that off of the FedEx Cup rankings mm-hmm. or what. Um, but it's unsure what, what exactly is going to happen. But the top 20 players are going to get benefits, such as exemptions to tournaments and other stuff like that. Um, so the PGA is definitely making it more. They're trying. They're, they're trying harder to, uh, what's the word, incentivize these guys to, mm-hmm. to stay here. And, um, you know, Rory's been a big part of that. He was quoted saying, you know, you want to play in these tournaments, if you, you got to work your ass off, you play better. If you do that, you'll play in these higher stake events with higher purses. Sure. Um, and, and Jay Monahan's still very firm on that live players are not going to be coming back. So if you committed to live, um, yeah, he's doubling down on that. You're not coming back. Uh, there's another player today, Cameron Tringale, not a star in the PGA, but a notable name going to live. But he's understandable. He's in that 40 to 49 range where you're before the champions tour, but yet you're, you're, the guys that we said we, we, yeah, we get, we it's get. like, go ahead. We get, um, yeah. There, there are a lot of rumors throwing that more players like Cameron Smith's going to go to live. Uh, we've heard Joaquin Neiman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think we're going to see that probably pretty soon after after this. After the Tour, this, yeah. the tour the, Championship. Things are going to happen, which is crazy because there is also going to be some decisions made because President's Cup is in a month. Yeah, well, like three weeks. You, you just wonder if, if Liv's putting pressure on these guys saying, okay, after this FedEx Cup, you need to make a decision. Um, I believe I'm trying to think of when the next Lev uh, tournament is. I want to say it's maybe the thirtieth. It, it just depends if they want to get their guys. You know, yeah. if they if they want to keep drawing that line in the sand. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with that. Uh, we got anything else on golf? Yeah, you know these these uh, the, the the league that they're talking about with Tiger Woods and and Rory McIlroy. It sounds like they're going to be. Um, Kind of like a top golf. Yeah, it's it's not going to be tournaments setting. or anything. It's yeah. going to be a lot more interactive with fans and right doing and um, uh, you know, kind of putting their players out there, putting them more on a platform. Yeah, where it, it, it grows the game more. Yep, and I, th- um, I, I definitely think that's it's going to be a fun way to kind of hold up. on with the birdie and eighteen yeah, to finish yeah. at seventeen. I like it. Yeah, he's he's definitely good for Max. Look at that. Start of the week, he was in bonus money. He was making six hundred and eighty thousand. If he finishes Where T four right now, he'd be making three point five million. Yeah, good for Max. Now, see, live. Just these guys are making enough money. I mean, I get it. You're gonna you're gonna incentivize, and you can always make more money. But you know, you gotta work for Ooh. it. You can't just get paid to to show up. You know, you got to work for it. But um, what I was going to say is, you know, definitely uh, back to the Tiger Woods and the uh, Rory McIlroy League, I think it is going to be, um, you know, kind of a, a different way to, in, like you said, interacting with the fans, but I'm sure they're going to be mic'd up a little oh, bit. Absolutely. Um, and you're just going to kind of get a different feel from it, a different aspect, and you're going to figure out who really is competitive and wants to be out there and putting some bones on the line and, and you know, uh, a couple hundred bucks, to, yeah. you know, on side bets and things like that. And then who's just out here to be out here and have fun with it. So um, I heard it's going to be Monday nights. Yep. So I'm sure it'll be on Golf Channel. I'll definitely be watching that over uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I don't know. Football's fun to watch on Monday nights. 
watch some football, play some 2K. <laughs> if you want to do a DraftKings, it's fun. But uh, that, yeah, that is I, I, I like what the PGA is doing. They're they're definitely trying to add like put these guys out here on a pedestal a little bit more. And I think sometimes you don't have to go on YouTube to watch the shit. So. I think sometimes golf gets this the you know these old stiffs and it's one way or the high, like they're trying they're 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 understanding they're trying not to make the problem that the MLB has made yeah where it's like yeah. the, the younger generation just has no interest right and and I believe golf is you know we talked about it uh, that you know I feel like a lot of the athletes that were playing tennis are now playing golf yeah. so um, and that is that is the biggest difference. Um, in golf in the last 20, 30 years since Tiger Woods has come out is now you're getting athletes playing this sport, um, you know, professionally. Not, not so. just the couch potatoes. Anymore. Correct, <laughs> correct, yeah. So, But yeah, uh, anything else on golf? Uh, these last four holes are going to be pretty interesting. I still think that Scheffler's gonna going to pull it off. I do too. I do. Um, I do. I want I, Rory to win, but I think Scotty wins. Yeah, Scott, I'm, I'm cool with Scotty. Um, I don't mind Rory, but he's done it twice already, so I'd love to see Scotty do it. If Scotty wins, he's definitely player of the year. I mean, five. I, I, I think even if he gets second, he's five tournament, the year. five tournament wins, and he, and I think he's the player of the year Cup. regardless. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, um, definitely going to be a fun four holes. Uh, I love that coming in on 18 is going to be a par five. So. Um, you're gonna have guys going for it. Um, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun four holes for the end. Well, and the other thing I just want to say quick: 15 at East Lake might be the most scariest par three I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. I, I would I would play. What, what I, was what was your? I I said I would hit 10 balls out of 100 on the green if I was lucky. That was okay. my estimate. So on was it Thursday? It was Thursday or Friday, and it was playing two twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Yeah. And. It's, a club about 200 it's yards. not an island green, but it's a, it's it's close to it's an all, island. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, well, I, I suppose you could I suppose you could say it's an it's, it's an, an island green. It's an island green. And um, it was two two twenty to the it was two twenty to the flag, probably about one ninety five carry, and just water everywhere. I have no interest in that hole. Yeah, I, that, it was it was very I said I would hole. be perfectly fine just walking the drop zone hitting two. Just chipping it <laughs> to the drop zone hitting two and just yeah. I'm no I, no interest in that hole. If if you put a three wood in my hands or maybe a three hybrid, I could maybe get there I thought twenty percent of the time. Not not high. Twenty percent. You give me you give me hundred tries I can maybe get twenty. I, there. I I will sit there watch and laugh at people, but I yeah yeah I don't dude, even play that. That that, that that was tough. Old. But the great thing, so I, obviously that's that's what I love about golf is they played that on Saturday. It was one hundred and fifty one. They moved the tees up. And you played it, you know, and still a little so, bit better. Yeah, so I think, so I think I'm probably hitting at least 30, 30 in the water still. But. Oh <laughs> come on, you're not hitting thirty in the water. Oh th- okay, thirty in the water. Okay, yeah. I can see that you're getting it on seventy percent of the time. Yeah. But yeah, with, uh, with, with that, we'll move on to our first uh, first segment on football. We'll talk Packers. We'll talk NFL. We'll go through the Packers schedule, and I'm sure we'll talk about some other teams while we're doing that. Rory with a huge birdie. Let's go. Oh, he Let's go. It. He buried it. We're tied oh, at 21. Man. And Scotty's got about a three-footer yet for oh, par. I'm sorry. That, that clap's going to be really loud, <laughs> but I am hyped. Let's go, Rory. 
Woo. Nice pop. All right, we, uh, nice we'll move pie. on to some NFL now. So NFL, uh, arguably the, probably not arguably, but the, the U.S.'s biggest time of year is finally coming back around. Uh, first kickoff, first day of kickoff is Thursday, September 8th. Uh, the Packers' first game is uh, September 11th against the Vikings at the Vikings. Uh, we'll re real quick, we'll just go through the, uh, some of the notes from the offseason for the Packers. Uh, if you were living under a rock, uh, Aaron Rodgers did commit back to the Packers after saying he was going to decide after last year, uh, signed a contract extension with them. Either way, I think it's going to be kind of a year-by-year -year thing of how he's feeling. Uh, the other big, 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 big thing to know is Devontae Adams is no longer a Packer. He went to Las Vegas to play and reunite with his former college quarterback, Derek Carr. Uh, Crazy trade when it happened. It was. It kind of just came out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought that the Packers couldn't really defor afford Devontae, but they, they offered to pay him exactly what the Raiders did. Yeah. But he just wanted a new, a new setting. Uh, I You know, Devontae is one of the best Packers of all time. Clearly a Hall of Famer. Yeah, so I... He was here for a long time. I can't. I can't blame him for wanting to go elsewhere. Uh, Packers were definitely going to miss him, but yeah, did did what he thought was best for him. You can't blame him for that. Uh, a couple other things. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hackett is no longer the OC. He is now the head coach at the, for the Denver Broncos. Uh, Adam Stenovich is the new offensive coordinator for the Packers, and Rich Basaccia is the new special teams coach. A very well respected coach in that uh, department. Was the interim coach for the Raiders last year. A lot of people thought he might get the Raiders job this year, but he's the new special teams coach for the Packers. And I think it's pretty safe to say that special teams has killed the Packers for as long as I can remember. Oh, yeah. there's uh, we uh, As a Packer fan... Um, Just kick it out of bounds. As a Packer fan... Kick it out of bounds. Special teams, if you just... If you just don't talk about special teams... If if it's an if, if special teams is a non-factor in the game, damn good day. They, they they've they've got a chance to win. Uh, it it's it's tough. It's been, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's something that is so simple, and there's only you know so many plays of it during a game. It probably takes about five percent of the game, but yeah, the Packers struggle at it. Uh, NFL draft. The Packers went traditional. They went. They had two picks because in the Devonta Adams trade, they got a first-round pick from the Raiders. Uh, they took Quay Walker from Georgia, a linebacker. Then they took another Georgia Bulldog, Devontae Wyatt. Uh, in the second round, they traded up for wide receiver Christian Watson out of North Dakota State. And in Who round people are very high on, um, but haven't seen him yet. No, he's been hurt, which never never seems good to me if a guy I can't get on, get on training camp. He, I, I believe he had knee started. surgery. Uh, he's not on the pup list anymore, but he really hasn't done much yet. Yeah, still, uh, I don't think he's done anything in the in the um, preseason yet. Nope. I don't even think he's... He did not play. Yeah. Uh, third round, they went offensive tackle. Then the other notable draft pick that they had was uh, round four. They took Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada, who has had a very good preseason. Rodgers has had a lot of praise for him. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see that. 
Free agency, a couple notes. Zadarius Smith, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling is gone. Zadarius went to the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings are still eating up our leftovers. Um, <laughs> Scantling went to the Chiefs to play with Patrick Mahomes. That's two hell of quarterbacks to be thrown to you your whole career. Yeah. Uh, then a couple of other things. The Packers re-signed Razul Douglas and Devondre Campbell. Uh, the Packers also brought in Sammy Watkins. Uh, the other thing to, know, to mention... The offensive line depth got a little interesting. Billy Turner, Lucas Patrick, Dennis Kelly are all gone. Michael, anything else in the offseason that we want to talk about? No, I think that's. I think those are the the big spots. I mean, you could talk about. You know, are you interested in talking about Aaron Rodgers on on Percocet or Aaron Rodgers on psychedelics? Every year, something if, if, something different. If you're not interested, if you're not interested in that, yeah, no, then I, I think that's that's pretty much the off season. Okay, uh, the over under for the Packers this year, win wise, is anywhere from ten and a half to eleven and a half. We're gonna go through their schedule real quick. I when I did it by myself, I had them projected ten to thirteen wins. Um, 10 to 13. That's 10, a heck of, that's anywhere a Anywhere in that range. There, there's a couple that I, I think they could win, and there's a couple I could also see them losing. Uh, so like we said, week one, uh, they open up against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, it is a 325 kickoff. Michael, what are your thoughts on that game? Um, NFL football is one of the only sports where teams go in, and because there's only 17 games, Teams go in thinking they have a chance every year. Yep. That that, and I don't know if it's because NFL football is just so beloved around here, or I shouldn't say around here, just in the United States. Period. Or it's like the Premier League in England. Yes. Or I don't. I, I just. So everybody, everybody's got something at the beginning of the year. Going to Minnesota, I think, is going to be difficult. I think Minnesota is. If you're projecting the Packers as winning the division, Minnesota is your biggest threat in the division. Uh, you, I mean, you could argue it's probably a coin toss. Yes. Minnesota has a new coach. They do, so I don't love that. I I don't believe in Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think when it comes down to it, he doesn't get the job he's done. He's a good fantasy quarterback. Oh, he's a great fantasy quarterback. He's, he's a good statistical quarterback, but when it comes to winning games, something just doesn't always add up. Yeah, something doesn't click. I mean, I, I, think, I, think, I think it was Monday Night Football. Before he got his first win, he was 0-8 on Monday Night Football. And it's not like his Washington teams were awful like they are now. They were yeah. better. Yeah. Um, so I, it's, it's a difficult game uh, you know, to start the season, um, that that's kind of like a that's a toss up game for me. The scary thing is, is the Packers absolutely looked like garbage um, against the Saints last year, Week One, and still won the division. So I I, I don't know how like the, what the urgency is going to be I, now. Being a division game, obviously there's a bit of a difference, but. We're, it, it's it's going to be difficult to see what the um, what the Packers plan is, um, you know, for for the receiver situation. I I think that's a I think that's a tough week one game. I have the Packers losing week one. I do. Yeah. I, I I think Minnesota has weapons and Cousins and Jefferson and Cook, and then I mean even if Cook gets hurt, you still have to deal with Alexander Madison. Yeah. Um, Adam Thielen's still there. I think they improved their offensive line a little bit. Their defense is usually always good. Getting um, and, serious, yeah. And, and, and Minnesota, I mean, the Packers have been good for so long that everybody hates them, but Minnesota, I think, is the one that 
is the team that has really competed with them for the longest time. I think the Packers dropped this one. I think it's a, a touchdown or 10-point game. I, I just wow. think with, with the Packers not – their starters don't play the whole preseason. The whole, they don't play any. Yeah, they don't play the whole preseason. They're, their wide receivers are still kind of questionable. I think there's going to be some drops in this game. I, Yeah, I, I, th- I think the Packers lose, and I, it's week one. It, it does. Right. It's not the end of the world. Um, right. So, I mean, I have them going on one to start. Michael has a coin flip. I could see them winning, but I, I think that the Vikings should be favored at home. Now, the th- the thing that um, you, you know the the Packers defense is is going to be. It, it's it's weird to say this. I think that is going to be their strength. Their strength. Yeah, I yes. mean, I think the Packers secondary is the most underrated secondary in the NFL. Now, Savage has been hurt for a while with a hamstring. He's a big part of that secondary. Sure. Uh, he's been hurt since family night, but yeah. It, the, the Packers was ooh, sailed Rory just, Rory just absolutely sailed one off the. I don't Shuffler's know where. not in a good spot no, either. No, Im, but, Im's still in this thing. Yeah. Oh my god! But uh, but anyways, uh, the, the Packers defense is good. They went all in on Rashawn Gary this year by not bringing Zadarius back. Um, Which I love. I, 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 Rashawn Gary has earned that right. Yes. Yes. Um, they have a great. I mean, they're three deep cornerbacks with Stokes, Alexander, Douglas. They have. Adrian Amos might be the most underrated safety in football. Nobody says a word about him. He's, a, he's been a great safety while he's been here. Um, anyways, we'll move on to week two. So week two, it's the oldest rivalry that hasn't been a rivalry for the past, you know, 10 years. Um, <laughs> oldest rivalry in the game against the Chicago Bears is a Packers home opener. It is Sunday night football. I have the Packers winning by two touchdowns at least. Um, Justin Fields has not looked good again. He looked good, good in his last preseason game, but... I mean, there's rumors that nobody likes Justin Fields in Chicago. I think their wide receiving core might be could be yeah, it's, worse it's than the off. Packers. Yeah, uh, I don't think the Bears are gonna be very good this year. Yeah, I, I I definitely think Sunday night at home, especially if you lose Week One. Well, you want to talk about not having urgency Week One to having urgency Week Two? Well, like I the, think the Bears are coming home to see their owner. I mean, yeah. who, who owns the Bears? Aaron Rodgers. He owns them, but that's, we don't need to get deep them. into this game. That's what he tells them. I, I, I don't think it's going to be much of a game. Um, I think the Packers win by two touchdowns in that one. Sure. Week three, I have the Packers starting out one and two. They got the Buccaneers uh, in Tampa Bay. We all know how that went last time the Packers went into Tampa Bay. Uh, I, I just think the Buccaneers are that team that, other than the 49ers, are just they, the Packers Trip don't tonight. don't match up well. Yeah. Um. You know, every year it's like, okay, is this going to be the year that Brady kind of whittles down? But you can't say it until he actually does it. Yeah, I was going to say, he doesn't um, really do it. They, they put great weapons around him. Now, it is a new head coach this year with Todd Bowles stepping in for Bruce Arians, but I, I think the Buccaneers are going to be just fine. Yeah, I, the, the thing with the Buccaneers is is their health. Um, yep. they, they are... Leonard you know, Fournette is yeah. on and off. Yeah, it, their health um, scares me. Um, but obviously they have the. Is Godwin back? To start the year. I, I I heard rumors he had been he'd been looking good. I just I don't. Clearly they still got Mike Evans. Yep. I, Mike Evans is one of the most underrated wide receivers in NFL history too. He's the only guy to ever start with. Uh, I think it's seven straight thousand yard seasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, obviously it's it's different because the there is so much passing now. Um, when you you know come up to a stat like that, but I mean even guys in the last ten years, nobody else has done it. 
Yeah. I, I mean, the dude's huge, too. I mean, he's like 6'6". Six, six. I remember watching him in college at Manziel. He, he just threw it up to him. And it, it was the good. thing that scares me, it, it, Tampa Bay's defense, um, you know, is is very good. Uh, linebackers, sideline to sideline. So, um, I, you know, it really depends on how if Green Bay is able to run the ball at all. Um, if they are able to run the ball, um, you know, obviously they can make it competitive. Yeah. Um, but that one, uh, again, I also think is a, is a toss-up. Um, but I, I, I think, I, think I, w- I would go Packers in that game. Okay, so Michael's got them 2-1. and one. I have them 1-2. and two. Uh, Looks like Godwin is practicing, but kind of individual stuff by the side, so he's not fully cleared yet. We'll see by week three. Uh, week four, the Packers are home against New England. Uh, Mac Jones, Bill Belichick in New England. Uh, New England is always just, it's always a dogfight. I mean, they've been good for so long. Uh, I do have the Packers winning this game. I think starting out one and two, uh, I, I think that they're going to bounce back. They're going to get to two and two. And I think they're a better team too. I think there's a lot of questions with New England's offense this year. I agree. Um, I don't think it's going to be bad, but I don't. I don't think Mac Jones is quite ready yet to be that. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback, but I, I don't think he's quite ready yet to come into Lambeau and beat Aaron Rodgers. Right, right. I and, and I agree. I, I just I think now we're getting a, a month into this season. Guys are starting to figure some things out. I, I think that is. I think that's a that's a Packers victory. Yeah, and you, and you would hope by then that the Packers have more their wide receiver crews are figured out. Uh, you know. Alan Lazard, everybody says he's not really proven. He's had big games when they had to. I mean, if you, I think it was 2020 when he had the Saints game. He ended up getting hurt in that game, but he had like 150 receiving yards. I mean, the, the guy can do it. He's just he's so quiet about how he does it. Um, week five, so I have them at two and two. You have them at three and one. Uh, week five, Packers take on the Giants. That game is in London. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, obviously, uh, the Giants are not a team that scares me. What does scare me is is London. Um, you know, Packers. I want to say the only franchise that's never been out They've there. Never, never done this trip before. Never done it. So it's gonna be early Sunday morning. Yeah. Kickoff. Yeah. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be a a an odd you know an odd scene um, you know for them. But yeah, I I do think. Um, I do think Packers, you know, it, it really depends what Saquon Barkley is like because that, I think, is the Giants' only chance to be good this year. But um, I do like the Packers. I, I was just going to say that. If, if Barkley is not healthy, it's, it's got to be a game. home game for the Packers, um, right? We talk yeah. about how they travel. Yeah, I, think, I, I think the opportunity to go to London to watch a Packer game, I think I, they're going to I don't, I don't need to say well. much about the Giants. The Giants have stunk for a while, pretty much ever since Tom Coughlin left. Yeah. Uh, the Giants have been bad ever since the Odell Yacht picture. I don't think they've they've been to a playoff since that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the Giants are the Giants. Uh, you don't have to do much digging into that one. Uh, week six, the Packers come back from their London trip. They face the New York Jets. That is home. Uh, so we both had the Packers winning last week. So I have them at 3-2. and two, You have them at 4-1. I have the Packers going to 4-2 and two against the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, we don't know if he'll be back or yet not. Uh, So Joe Flacco would be starting, but I still think the Packers are the better team no matter who's starting. I do too. Um, Obviously, the Jets are, are, you know, building. 
Um, you know, but it just doesn't sound like it's a good locker room. There's just weird stuff with the Zach Wilson. Which just would you rather be a Jets fan or a Giants fan oh right now? God, I'd rather be a Jets fan. I, I think they have a better uh, head coach in there. I I, I, uh, I like the Jets that better is than the difficult. Giants. That is difficult. Probably the Jets because you don't have to deal with the Cowboys two times a year. Because I hate the Cowboys so much. But the scary thing about this, you know, not so much coming back against the Jets, but any team that's gone out to London has had a bye then. We don't. The Packers chose not to. Because they knew they were playing the Jets. Well, <laughs> that, you know, and that very well could be. And they wanted that They wanted that later in the year. So I think that's going to be, you know, interesting. It, it'll be a long week. That week. It, it'll be a long. But, you, you know, you want their buy. Their buy isn't until week, uh, what is that, 14. So it's not only, it's not only right away. It's, it's. You know, you're. It's not just that you're playing. You know, all these games in a row, um, but then you're like you said, the weird travel. I think it's a tough game. Now you got back-to-back home games, um, but you know, like I said, I think the Packers still win. But there's going to be a, a a clunker in there in one of those games coming back from London where it's just it's too much. Um, it's just you know too much uh, travel time for them. Yeah, so uh, I have the Packers four and two. You're picking them over the Jets. I am. Okay, so he's I got am. him at four, five and one. I got him at four and two. Week seven, they travel to uh, Washington, our nation's capital, to face the Commanders at FedEx Field. Commanders, football team, Redskins, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the Carson Wed Wentz like Commanders. I, I, the, I, the I, Carson Wentz experiment. <laughs> I, I, I just, I can't. If we lose to Carson Wentz, I can't do it. I, I think the Packers win this game. Again, um, it's... Washington, Washington just sounds like they're not in a good good spot. A, a lot of people don't like Carson Wentz the way he leads. Yeah. So I, I think the Packers win this game. I don't think Washington's going to have a very good year. They have a decent coach, but I just I don't think that they're I, good. I think it's all just a matter of, of the travel. I still think the Packers win this game. Um, but yeah, the but the the coming back from London, I know at some point it's gonna it's gonna bite them. Yeah, and I think it's gonna be next week. So I have the Packers at five and two. You have them at six and one. I think they're gonna drop this next game to Buffalo at Buffalo. It's a Sunday night game. Big I mean, game. I mean, Buffalo's they very well could win the AFC this year. Nobody would bat an eye if they did. Josh Allen's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. They have weapons all around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gabriel Davis, who Diggs has been Stephon a, Diggs a, has been awesome there. He, but it, um, and and he's always played well against Packers. Yep, Dawson Knox is there. Yeah. they have a great defense. Yeah. Rip Micah Hyde, I miss you. Um, yeah, I, I think the Packers lose this game. I just think the Bills and like you said, the travel. You're going to Buffalo. It's Eventually, it's going to catch up to you. I think this is the game it catches up to, and yeah. this could get ugly. Yeah, I I, I agree. Okay, I so agree. that that was week eight. I have us at five and three. You have us at six, six and, and two. two. Uh, next week we go to Detroit at Ford Field inside. Um, yeah, I just I can't ever pick the Packers losing to the Lions. I can't do it. I like Dan Campbell. I think he's building a good culture there. Um, Jared Goff is an okay quarterback. He is what he is. Uh, but I I think the Packers will take care of business at the Lions, especially following a loss to the Bills. 
I don't think that they want to lose twice. And then, I mean, if they lose that game, they're one and two in the division. So it, it's going to be an important game. Scary thing is, is we talked about the London travels. I'm going to keep going back to it. And then this is the third straight road game. It's a little, it's a little, it's a little I mean, scary. I, I feel like Detroit is a little bit, um, you know, it's a little more homey. You're back in the Midwest. You're at Detroit at least once a year. You know, you yeah. have a field, a Ford field. You're inside. Yeah. Uh, so it is a little bit different. Uh, but I, I think the Packers win this game. I think they go to 6-3 and three in the year. you got them going to 7-2. and two. I do. Okay. I do. Uh, next week, we are back home at Lambeau Field against the Cowboys. America's team, the Starmen, uh, Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, uh, Michael Gallup will be back at that point. CD no, Lamb. CD Lamb. No more Amari Cooper. Um, yeah, I, I just think the Packers, I think they're a better team than Dallas. I do. Rodgers always seems to play well against Dallas. Uh, that was uh, Rodgers' first ever you know, coming out party was against Dallas, so I think yep. he likes playing them. Uh, I think the Packers are going to want to beat McCarthy at, back at Lambeau. So I, I think the Packers win, move to 7-3. and three. I, I do. I do also think the Packers win. Um you know, I see him eight and two. Um, you know, Dallas. Dallas, I feel like is is one of those scary teams. But well, I, they absolutely I, are. I, I, yeah. You know, it's really going to depend on on how Dak does with his weapons. Um, well, and if they're healthy, because Zeke has had trouble staying healthy. Dak's had trouble staying healthy. And but the Cowboys are a good team. They're probably going to win the NFC East again. I think the Eagles could really push them. But I, th- I think Dallas is the best team in that division on paper. Right. Um, but I, I think the Packers win this game. Uh, just a quick golf update. Uh, Rory McIlroy leads the Tour Championship at 21 under, currently through 16. Sunjay M is 20 under through 17. Uh, Scheffler just bogeyed 16 to drop him back a stroke. So Rory leads with two holes to go. Uh, he's had a little bit of trouble closing out this year. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see if he can do it here to win the Tour Championship. All right, week 11, uh, the Packers are still home. They face the Tennessee Titans, uh, one of the better teams in the AFC again. Obviously, Derrick Henry is there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is the quarterback. No more A.J. Brown, however. They might go to Malik Willis. I, I think Later if they, in the season? I think if they're not winning. I think yeah. if they're winning, they yeah. absolutely are. I think this is a good team. Um, I think the Packers win. The last time they faced them, they, they took care of them in the cold pretty well. I, th- I think that does make it a little more difficult. For Tennessee, mm-hmm. just because they're not as used to it, sure. um, and I just don't think Ryan. I think Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. He's a good game manager. But I don't think he's good enough to win big, big, big games. Sure. Thursday night game, obviously at home. Um, you know, I'm going to keep going back to the schedule. There's going to be a slip up, and I think this is one of those slip up games. So I got the Titans winning. Okay, so I got them eight and three. Are you eight and three as well? I'm also eight and three. All right, I think their slip up game is going to be next week at Philly. I. I the, for whatever reason, the Eagles are always a team the Packers struggle against. Uh, when Carson Wentz was there, a uh, long, long time ago when McNabb was there, uh, the Eagles fourth just, and twenty six. Yeah, fourth and twenty six. Oh, the Eagles God. are just the Eagles are just a hard team for the Packers oh. for whatever reason. So I think the Packers drop to eight and four. I think Jalen Hurts is going to bother them with his mobility, mm-hmm. um, and he has a receiver now in AJ Brown. Obviously, Devontae Smith is there, the former Heisman Trophy winner. So I, I, I think the Eagles are going to be good this year. And I think this is a game the Packers drop at Philadelphia. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do also see um, the Packers dropping a game. I mean, that's kind of like a, a little mini buy right there. You get the Thursday night, and then you get the full recovery. But I, I still think um, that's a Sunday night game on the road. Again, I, 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 
there's there's going to be some slip ups in here, and and I think that, you know that's a back to back one, um, and then I think they they write the ship after that. But yeah, I do see see them losing to Philly okay, as well. Okay, so you got eight and four, I got nine and three. I think that's correct. Uh, you know, the next week game, I think you had them. You had them beating Philly. No, I'm losing. Well, then you're eight and four. So we're both, both eight and four. Both eight okay. and four. Both eight and four. Uh, they they go back next week for one of their only noon games of the year, two Soldier Field at Chicago again. I just I don't think the Bears are that good of a team this year. I think they're really going to struggle. See, I think the Bears are going to be. I think this will be a closer game than the one at Lambeau, but I think the Packers win, nine and four. I'm saying it's just because you said that the, the the it's a noon game. Bears are going to be ten and two at this time. Um, I got this flex to a three twenty five <laughs> game. Um, I know you can't see the sarcasm. So, <laughs> Justin Fields for MVP then, too? Uh, this is staying a noon game. Uh, let's say the Bears are probably 4-8 and eight at this time. Four wins is pretty yeah. generous. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's the upside, so, I think. Yeah, I, 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 I got the Packers winning here and getting a 9-4. and four. All right, so we both are at 9-4 and four going into the bye week. After the bye week, they have a tough one at home. Uh, against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think the Packers win this game. I think coming off the bye is a good thing. And I think the Packers seem to always take care of business against the Rams. Coming of, and coming out of the bye. And coming out of the bye is big. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Packers take care of business. The, obviously, the Rams, Stafford, the running back is always kind of a bit by committee. But I think the Packers have a secondary that can match up well. Now, they're not going to handle Cooper Cup, but they can contain him. Sure. Um but yeah, the, this is going to be a close game. A lot of their games come down to a field goal a lot of times. I think this is a really close game. And who knows what Stafford's health is going to be at this time. With his elbow. Um, yep. I mean, I know when they played late in the season last year, I was at that game. Stafford was really struggling. He bounced he, back just fine. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. But we're talking about a non-playoff game. So I, I do also think... Packers well, and a lot of times of you see Super Bowl champions take a little bit step back. I, yep. The Rams are a playoff team, I still think, oh, yeah. but they're not as good yeah. as last year. Last year was a perfect storm for the Rams. I think whenever a quarterback like Stafford goes to a team that was good and then they elevate, they're, they're always going to be really good that first year. Mm-hmm. This is the second year now. I think the Rams take a step back. So we both have them at 10-4. and four. Yep. Uh, Going into Week 16 to Miami, uh, the Dolphins facing Tua Tungabailoa. Uh, the new wide receiver, Tyreek Hill. They have a good tight end in Mike Gusecki. Uh Picked up Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. That's a big pickup for them. It is. That's a very um, good pickup that, That's a good running back. Uh, and I, being this a noon game, I feel like the Packers, the, the Dolphins, just another team for whatever reason the Packers seem to always struggle with. Yeah, I mean, Christmas Day. Um, am I seeing that right? Sunday, Christmas Day. That is Day. correct. Didn't even notice um, that. It's gonna be it's gonna be warm, uh, probably down there. But I think it's always good to play a team like Tampa Bay. I mean, obviously they're playing Tampa Bay early um, in Tampa Bay. But when you get a team um, in Florida like Miami later in the year on the road, I think that's always good for the Packers. Um, so. I, I think the Packers will handle the business and, and win that game. Yeah, I think they win this game as well. So we're, we're both at 11-4 and four, heading into Week 17 against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's at home. This game could very well have NFC North title, you know, title stuff on the line. So I think this is a big game. The Packers, I like I said, I think they dropped to him in Week 1. I think they go into Lambeau, take care of business, move to 12-4. and four. I, I agree. It's um, going to be another tough game. The, it, the, Vikings, just, the Vikings are a good team. It, I, it just really depends. It just depends. If things go south, 
you know, for the Vikings, I could see, um, I could see this, you know, getting ugly. This game might not even mean anything. I don't think that's the case. I think it is going to mean something, um, whether it's, you know, playing for the top seed, whether it's winning the division. Um, so I, I, I do see it, you know, being a tight game. Um, but the Packers, you know, hanging on. Um, Kirk Cousins in the cold. It's not always the prettiest thing to see. Um, is he the one that always puts the hand warmers up by his mouth? I think so. It's so weird. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do see the Packers win in this game. Yeah, uh, so we're both at 12-4 and four going into Week 18 at home against Detroit. Um, this game, to me, it depends if it means anything. If you're starting Jordan Love, oh, Rory just missed a big birdie putt. It, did, uh, it, look, it looked like he was walking it in, too. It looked like he was Ryder Cup in 2016 so he's walking at, that uh, shit He's in. at 2100 through 17. Oh. Shuffler's got a birdie putt here. But uh, anyways, th- this game against the Lions is interesting. It depends who's starting at quarterback, if it's Jordan Love or if it's Aaron Rodgers. Nah, he knew it wasn't good. But um, if if this game doesn't mean anything to the Packers, I don't think they win. Just I agree. But if it does mean something, I think they win. Now, so, so this could be. Oh, I'm either again, twelve and it, five, thirteen and four. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twelve and five. I don't think this game means much. Now again, this is you know last year they're in this game and they don't win it. They started Jordan Love. They started Jordan Love. They already had the number one seed racked up. I think it's different. If I think LaFleur has learned that if this game means something for the number one seed, they will go out and win yep. it. If, if it doesn't mean something for the number one seed, and you know you're already going to be playing uh, without that first round bye, I believe they go out and just let it go. And, and, you know, win... Wow, Scheffler just had close. an awful putt to tie that Rory. So close. it looks like going into 17, McElroy's going to have a one-shot lead. Awful not, putt by Scheffler. I am still got a putt on yep. 18 on for 18. birdie. Yep. He did not have a good chip, though. No. But um, do, do you think you could possibly see Aaron Rodgers, in the, if this game doesn't mean anything because he came out rusty against San Fran last year, That's play, just play a half? Play a half, maybe maybe like two series, just, just something, something where exactly. he's not sitting just on his ass. Keep, like keep he was rhythm. Last year. I mean, you think about it; it's different. It's not the the type of receiving core that he's had. Like he's still got to build these things with these guys. Yep. So, yeah, I could definitely, I could definitely see that happening. Um, you know, and and Lafleur, I, I think he, I think Lafleur's innovative enough that he's learning from his mistakes. So. And um, missed his putt. So Rory's going to have a one-shot lead. One-shot lead going into 18. Yep. Um, so I think it's safe to say we are both taking the over on the 10 and a half, 11 oh, and a yeah. half mark. I, I do. Like I said, there's gonna be, there could be some clunkers, but I think at, I think at worst they're a 11 and 7 or 11 and 8 or gosh, 11 and 6 <laughs> team. Um, and at best, probably that 13 and 4 range. Okay. All right, so the last thing I want to talk about the Packers here, Jordan Love. I think this is one one spot that we both are a little different on. Uh, is Jordan Love going to be the next quarterback of Packers when Rodgers is done? What are your thoughts? Okay, so the question is, is Jordan Love going to be the Packers quarterback? Is Jordan Love the next Packers quarterback? Or do quarterback? I want Jordan Love? Is Jordan Love the next Packers quarterback? I, I First off, I think we should both say we both like Jordan Love. We both hope that he has a good career, whether it's with the Packers or not. Right. But is he going to be the next Packers quarterback? I say yes. 
Really? If you can afford him. Because two weeks ago when we talked about this, you said no, and I said yes. Was that on a podcast? It was not on the podcast. All right, so but, that but didn't you happen. Said, you said so no. that didn't happen. He's coming to his senses a little <laughs> it bit. It didn't happen. He's coming to his senses The biggest thing is, is are you going to pay are you going to pay Jordan Love to continue to sit your bench for I, two more years? I think you are. I think you're going to pick up that option on him because even if you do pay him, let's say you pay him, it's going to be cheaper than a, another proven quarterback. Do you think Jordan Love could come out and say, uh, request you know, a trade? I don't think he's going to. I think he's enjoyed his time in Green Bay. I think he likes LaFleur and the trust they put in him, and I think he likes working with Rodgers too. Yeah. I, th- I think he understands okay. it's the perfect storm. Because the, right. the thing was, I think he understood, there was a lot of questions about him coming into the NFL because of his senior season, all the picks he had, yeah. all the questionable throws where he was forcing things. I think Jordan Love is a better quarterback than some of the starters in the league right now. I really do. I think he's better we than... We haven't seen it against... No. Consistently against but he, starters. He hasn't looked any worse than Zach Love in the in the in a preseason game. He hasn't looked any worse than Daniel Jones in a game. I mean, the, the thing was, when he started against Kansas City last year, Mahomes was the same. They matched. Yeah. No, I, I, I see what you're saying. I think, I think the other thing with Love is, is he going to want, if he requests a trade, he's going to have to go learn a whole new system when he just spent three years. Yeah. I, I, I think the Packers have to make him their quarterback after Rodgers because they, they, you spent the first round pick on him. You spent three to five years developing him. You put how, a, lot of, how, a lot of resources. How long Rodgers wants to continue to be a Packer. I think Rodgers will be done at max in two years. Okay. I, I, I just don't think he – you know, Tom Brady, his life is football. I don't think Aaron Rodgers' life is football. He wants to do other things. I could see it. Yeah. I could see it. I, I, I'm I'm impressed that you changed your mind on love. I, I thought you were. It's it it's all going to depend on what they're doing financially. Is is it a rebuild situation? I I just think with you're going to be paying him less than a top tier quarterback no matter what because he's never proven himself. It, even if you pay him for five years and but if he goes to free agency and somebody's throwing coin at him. We've seen it with lib golfers. He might just go because he gets a chance to play. Well, the Packers have control of him this year, right? And then they have another option to pick up. So Correct. It, it is two years yet that that could it happen. It is. It is. But what I'm saying is if, if, if it's two years away, I think teams are going to be willing to pay Love more than the Packers are going to be willing to pay Love. But if Rodgers is done, I think the Packers have to pay Love because then you're just starting over. Sure. Right, you spent so much time developing this guy. You, sure, you, you gotta pay him. You gotta take a shot because yep. this was the guy that you said was going to be the next guy. Now it's taken longer than they thought, but I, I think you got him. I don't think it's taken longer than they thought. I think that Rodgers has stayed longer than what they initially thought yeah. he was going to. Well, and let's be honest, when the Packers drafted Love the two years before that, Rodgers wasn't what he is now. I, I mean, this has lit a fire under his ass. It put his ass in a jackpot. Yep. Yep, it has. Any other Packers we want to talk about? NFL. No, I think I think that's I think the you know like the set. I'm very excited to watch this defense. Rashawn Gary, I think is. I'm excited to have Jair back. He was excited hurt Jair. I think Rashawn Gary. Now, you know you want to you watch TNT uh, for for basketball, right? For NBA, when they throw sticker where they throw the post-it notes up. Rashawn Gary, I feel, can be a defensive player of the year type. 
in that running, in yeah. the top five of it. Yeah. No, yeah. I think he is that level. I right mean, now. He, he, he was he was highly recruited out of high school. He's the number one overall player in his class in the country. Uh, went to Michigan, got basically double and triple teamed every time, so his sack numbers weren't there, but he, he he's he's been a lot. I can remember a Michigan fan. I got a Michigan fan buddy who hated the pick. Hated the pick. And I hope he's eating crow right now. Yeah. I, I, I think a fun team to watch for the AFCs. I, I, I love watching the Chargers. I think Herbert's sure. a really good quarterback. Sure. Eckler's good. He's got weapons there. I think they've rebuilt their defense I a really little like, bit. I really like the Bills. The Bills, yeah. I like the the Bills. That's a safe pick. It, well, it's a safe <laughs> pick, but what I've, I've been on the Bills train the last three years. I've, I, I like Josh Allen. And I, yeah. I love the, I love Micah Hyde. I, I hate that the Packers let him go. Yeah, so. yeah I know. That, that has been tough. But, yeah. Uh, with that, we'll move on to some. We're gonna make some college football picks for week one. Uh, but yeah, that'll wrap up NFL. We'll be talking again probably every week. Our last segment of the day today. Uh, we're looking at college football. We're going to talk about college football week zero just a tad. Uh, then we'll make some college football picks for week one. We pick some games uh, that, are, that are good to look at. But uh, first off, college football week zero, the only game I need to talk about, Nebraska faced off with Northwestern and Ireland and Nebraska, Nebraska. Yeah. Okay. Good thing I'm not a professional podcaster because I was golfing, so I didn't get to see much of this game. Um, so that's my bad, so I don't really have a lot of takes on it, but, uh, yeah, tough, tough loss if you're a Nebraska fan. Um, you, you, they should be used to it at this point. I mean, it's, it's nothing new. So Scott Frost's buyout was a decrease by 50%, uh, to start the year, so I'm, hot seat a little bit. I'm sure, oh, a little bit, I'm sure there's honks that are calling for him today. Uh, I like I I think I think they're I think Nebraska fans are calling for him today. It, the thing was is that Nebraska was up twenty eight seventeen. They took the lead and then they 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 decided to do an onside kick. Northwestern recovers it. Northwestern ends up winning thirty one twenty eight. The score was twenty eight seventeen Nebraska before the onside kick. If you're, if and, you're and 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 as we talked about last time, Northwestern is not expected to be very good this year. If you're calling. An onside kick in that spot. The only Middle time, of the third quarter. The only time you call an onside kick in that point is if you're afraid that your defense can't hold it for the rest of the game. If you can't hold Northwestern, you ain't holding anybody. Sorry. Northwestern is not that good. I mean, Ryan Holinsky was just throwing it all over the place. Northwestern is not that just good. Just throwing it all over the place. Um, it, I mean, Unbelievable. The, 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 only, the, only, the only silver lining for Nebraska is... Uh, you know, Thompson did look better than Martinez. He, did. he, he, he did. looked Their like a good quarterback. It looked better, but uh, decent. I, in the first drive that I saw, there was Temple. There was, you know, it was um, it was a lot of good passing. I I thought they looked decent, but uh, clearly uh, until Nebraska happened. proves us wrong, I I, I can't oh, pick them to win any games. Man. I mean, it, it's just it's it's been the same thing ever since Bull Pelini left. Brutal. It, it's just brutal. Uh, just real quick, Rory McIlroy is your tour champion. Won yeah. the FedEx Cup for the third time. Uh, outlasted Scotty Shuffler in the final hole. They both had awful approach shots of the par 518. Rory hooked his into the 
into the uh, the bleachers, almost got some relief out of it. And Scotty, before that, put one in the sand, did not have a good bunker shot. So Rory McIlroy is your FedEx Cup champion for the third time. See, that's why match play is amazing. Match play is so much fun. Scheffler it, needed to birdie the hole. Yeah, he did. He did. I just Scheffler three he over today. three over on a course that I mean. He he was playing so well all week. He, he he had he had chances all week to. I mean, he could have been at thirty under the, the way he was playing the yep. first couple and, of days. And good for Rory. He's been the guy that we've talked about. Has really been the anti-live movement. Uh, I'm so saying it right now. Thing. I'm done with DK and golf. Golf PGA Tour golf is rigged. <laughs> PGA Tour golf is rigged. I'm saying it right now. I'm totally kidding. I made, I, made, totally I made money this week, so I'm happy. <laughs> I made uh, eight, bucks. We'll, uh, eight bucks. We'll, we'll go Let's on go. to our college football week one picks. Uh, these these we're gonna go against the against the spread. We're gonna pick with the spread. Uh, these are according to VegasInsider.com. Okay. Uh, the first one we're looking at is Penn State. And are we gonna keep a tally all we, year? We will keep a tally all year. Uh, Penn State minus three and a half at Purdue. I have Purdue. Uh, it's a home game for Purdue. Like we talked about last week, Aiden O'Connell's a good quarterback. He seems to play well in big games. I think there's just too many question marks with this Penn State team. What what kind of question marks? I just think offensively, they just Sean they've, they've seemed to struggle. Yeah. Um, and I think Purdue is that one team who can really sling it around, other than like the Ohio State. Yeah. So I think Purdue's going to put up a lot of points. I don't okay. think it's a blowout, but I think Purdue covers. Yeah, I mean three and a half at home. Um, you know, getting points at home early in the season. And Purdue's not a bad team, so. Oh, I just, I, I, ooh, home dogs are tough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably gonna, I'm probably gonna go Purdue on All that right. game as well. All right, next game we got here is the University of North Carolina. They are favored by one and a half at Appalachian State. Uh, Appalachian State was a team that Michael talked about as a non-Power 5 school to look out for. Michael, what do we got? Um, so, Chase Bryce going against his rival, North Carolina. Uh, one and a half, North Carolina is favored by. I think you got to go North Carolina here just for the simple fact that they've already played a game. I, I like that factor. They already played week zero. Um, got a got a W. They won by a lot. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a good team no, that they were but, playing against, but but they 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 got out there, they got a game, they got some under their belt, they got some confidence. I think you know one and a half. I think you got to take North Carolina. No, I completely agree. I took North Carolina as well minus one and a half. I for the same reasons they've played a game. Um, Mac Brown is a you know he's been around for a long time he's been there done that so I, I think North Carolina is definitely the, the team to lay with this just one. just real quick uh, so when we're talking about the the spread on the game so one and a half means if North Carolina is favored by one and a half and you choose North Carolina to win they have to win by two points have to win more. by more than one and a half correct correct um, if the if it's let's say the spread was two and they won by two that would be a push nobody would win the bet. Um, so giving the points means that you're taking the team that's favored. Um, uh, taking the points basically means that you're choosing the team that is not favored. Correct. Next one we got here is Georgia, who is 17 and a half point favorites against Oregon in Atlanta. We talked about this last week. It's basically a, a home game for the Bulldogs. 
I chose Georgia. I, I just I think they're a better team. It's basically a home game. I know that's a lot of points, but with Oregon having a new head coach as well, I think Georgia's just going to go out there and take care of them. Who's Oregon's new coach, though? I couldn't even tell you. That, that's... We talked about this last week. Yeah, I... It's the defensive coordinator from Georgia last year. Don't care. Georgia's a better team. Georgia is a better team. I think I think Oregon is one. I think they're better. Oregon is not winning this game. No. Oregon covers. Okay. Give me seventeen. You give me seventeen and a half points with a defense and a quarterback who has already played against a Georgia defense. Bo Dix, you know, is from Auburn. If he wins the job, he last week when we talked, you said he didn't You're win right. the job. You're right. You're right. He hasn't officially won the job and yet. And what, what did you say about Bo Nix? Bo Nix. It's week? scary. I yeah. get it. Yeah. I get it. I get. It. I'm taking Oregon because I'm getting 17 and a half points. I get it. I they just, can lose. I think George is better. They can lose by two touchdowns and a field goal, and I still win the bet. Give me, give me, give me 17 and a half. That's okay. too big. That's too big for a top 15 team. Hey, I, I thought that last year a couple times with like Alabama, Ole Miss, and then Alabama goes out there and wins by 40. So but not against Alabama. But, uh, but yeah, I'm taking Georgia with that one. Uh, next one we got here is Utah. We talked about them last week. They're a big Pac-12 favorite. They are on the road. They are favorites by two and a half, but they are on the road at Florida. Michael, what do we got? Uh, so for me... This is one of the games I'm probably one, you know, one of the most interested um, in checking out. Um, Utah going to the swamp. Um, Do they have a new coach? Florida does. Billy Napier got coming from uh, Louisiana. Okay. Um, Utah favored by two and I just think early in the year. It's gonna be hot in Florida. I, I two and a half. Florida's probably gonna have a competitive defense. I just don't know if they're gonna be offensively. I think, I think I want to take the points and take Florida. Okay. Does Utah win the game though? All right. So if if Utah wins by a field goal, they cover. Correct. With with the two and a half basically is a pickup. Yep. So I, I think I'm going Florida. Okay. But the home team early in the year. Uh, what time? Do you know what time that game is? I think it's at three thirty or two thirty one. Could be a little bit of a body clock game going from uh, going from Utah to Florida. So I, I think I think I'm going to take the Gators in that one um, and give me the two and a half. Okay, I, uh, I'm going to take the Utes of Utah. I, I've, I've been high on them. They were a team that I definitely thought about picking as my team to watch this year. Uh, you know, Utah's been a team that they said is kind of that non-traditional Power 5 team this year. So I think they're going to go into this game with expectations, knowing they, they have to win this game. You lose to Florida week one, you're probably not getting in the college football playoff. They want to get there. So I'm going to take Utah. They have a lot of weapons coming back. I think Florida's, they've just kind of been a question mark for a long time. Um, I think Florida. I think Utah's a better team. I think they cover. Okay. Did we get the? Is it a two thirty game? It is a two thirty game. All right. Next one we got. It, I know this one is the late night game on ABC. It is Notre Dame going to the Horseshoe at Ohio State. Uh, I'm going to take Ohio State uh, minus seventeen. They are favored. I think Ohio State's better. Again, it's a lot of points, but I think with. Uh, 
with the coaching change at Notre Dame, and also I believe they have a new quarterback, I think it's just it's going to be different. So I'm going to take Ohio State, uh, just doing what Ohio State does. Yeah, um, you know, this one, obviously the points are a lot, um, but I think new coach uh, for Notre Dame um, in Marcus Freeman uh, got a little experience last year coaching in the bowl game after Brian Kelly left LSU. Ohio State is just so darn good. They they are going to be um, they are going to be electric this year on offense. Got a new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State, Jim Knowles. Uh, had a great defense last year. The dude blitzes all the time. I think it's just a little bit too much. I'm going Ohio State. Can't wait for the Badgers to play Ohio State. Yeah. The last game where there was a spread uh, we have here is LSU, who is three-and-a-half-point favorites against Florida State. This is a neutral site game uh, in New Orleans at the Superdome. Uh, I am going to take LSU. Both teams have new coaches. I think LSU program-wise was in a little bit better spot, uh, and I think Brian Kelly's a better coach as well. Yeah. Um, Florida State's got a new coach. Don't they? Did they get the Oregon coach? No, that was Miami. That was Miami. My bad. Either way, I don't think Florida State's that. Yeah, um, so LSU, uh, three and a half in New Orleans, so it's basically a home game for them. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with LSU in that game. Okay, I was thinking of when when Tager went to to Florida State. From 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 Oregon. Oregon. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think LSU is the one here. The, the last game we're going to pick, it didn't have a lineup. Uh, Illinois State at Wisconsin. I'm going to take the Badgers here. Um, if, you know, if the spread's 24 and a half or something like that, I'm taking Illinois State. I think the Badgers win by 21. I think they win by three touchdowns. But okay. I just – I don't know about the Badgers' offense. We talked about this last week. I just – there's so many question marks. You know, I, I think the Badgers could cover. It's like, it's like 24 and a half. Yeah. But I think that's a lot of points for kind of a very questionable offensive team and a team that relies on their defense like the Badgers. Yeah, but how many points do you think Illinois State scores in this game? I don't know. Couldn't tell. I mean, there's a lot of question marks in the Badgers' defense, too. There are. There are question marks, but I, th- I think with the defensive coordinator, if – so let's say Illinois State scores seven points and the spread's 24 – are the Badgers going to go 31? Are, are they going to score 30, though? They, they've... I don't think Illinois State can score 7. Okay. I, I will take the Badgers. Not even a late throw-it-in touchdown with... Nothing. All right. Okay. I mean, like I said, there was no line in this. I, I'm not worried so about the Badgers So it's a straight-up pick-em? Yeah, it's the Badgers. All right. So but I'm just saying, if, 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 the, if the line comes out and it's 24.5 or 30.5, yeah. I'm taking Illinois State. Right. I just don't know if the Badgers are able to score right. as much. I mean, I, I hope they do. I hope they go out there and they win by 50. I think they're going to the Badgers, but I, I think they're going to be able to run the ball. There is no reason to sweat. They're going to be able to run the ball whenever they want. But I to. think these are the games you got test grammars. Yes, but you you know I still think Wisconsin uh, is going to be able to just run the ball all over them. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so yeah, those are our week one picks. Uh, Michael's going to keep a tally on our records this year. I think really the only agree- disagreements we had were Georgia and Utah, I believe. Yep. Um, but we'll we'll definitely keep up on our Cavs and how we did on the week. Uh, anything else you want to mention today? No, I think I think that's it. I think uh, that's the third third weekend. Um, 
seems like people are enjoying the enjoying the pod. I felt like today was a little more animated, a little bit, a little bit more uh, hot topics, I guess you could say, especially with the Jordan Love. Um, and I think you can tell our, our passion burns for the for the Packers a bit. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start, in, and then obviously once we hit basketball, we get a little little riled up. So, um, but you know, when it comes to the Packers. That, that's our team, and there is going to be some... Uh, disagreements. You, dis, yeah, disagreements. There might be some, some shit-talking a little bit when it comes to uh, their, their, te- their, their special teams better. If, I don't, if we do not talk about special teams once this that's year, I will be a happy guy. Yeah. But yet, they don't even have a kicker right now. So, <laughs> they do not. So it is a little scary. But um, yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm excited. This is the best time of the year. Um, I think, I mean, you could say March, obviously March Madness, but everything's, fo- there's just, a bunch but like of football, football starting, starting you're going to get college and NFL, um, baseball's ending basketball, like Duke, we're like, up. we're like we just, a month away. We started the show talking about the U S open coming around. Yep. So it, yep. it's a good time to be a sports Golf fan. Obviously was ending. So I, we're kind of through the, the dog days of summer and now we're getting to, yeah. to some, some, uh, action all the time. So I'm really excited. For yeah. It. It's a good time to be a sports fan. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll keep making these pods here. Uh, tell your friends, tell your family, tell them let's, let's grow this thing and let's just keep having fun.